Welcome to episode 113 of Nobody Special. In this episode, we talk about anxiety and identity. The Gospel Post presents Nobody Special. Hey everyone, welcome to Nobody Special, two nobodies talking about the somebody who matters. I'm Danny, the host and nervous Nancy of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, your other host of Nobody Special. This is a podcast where two generations of people talk about God, pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not t- taking any of it too seriously. I'm forgetting what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I made it through that. Kind and of. And like, now yeah. it started. Caleb, uh, <laughs> hi, first of all. Hello. Yes. Hello. Uh, yeah, this whole thing. All right. Again, we're not talking about the pandemic. I do want to say it up. I know. How dare you? I know. I do want to say that I do think there is a spiritual warfare aspect of this because I was watching the normal things I watch on a YouTube. So, uh, which by the way, YouTube doesn't think I'm a real pl- uh, person at all because they're not sure what to give me anymore. It's uh, let's plays of gaming. Mm-hmm. Bob Ross painting mm-hmm. and uh, college theology lectures. Yeah. And so YouTube on the, you know, like things I think you might enjoy, it just goes like, I, I don't know, dude. You're on your own. Good luck out there. Yeah. So I'm kind of the same way. Mine is like filmmaking, mm-hmm. ASMR. I'm just going to say it. All right, guys. Cats out of the bag. I actually said Bob Ross painting because I didn't want to say <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> and then also, that's gonna what be else is there? I the don't know. weirdest thing to explain. If I get married one day, I think I'm just gonna have to quit cold turkey on that. I'm I'm just gonna be honest. It's like, so this person, yes, they whisper to you, yes, and it helps you sleep, yeah, kinda. Why? I think the I dynamic know. is going to be different. The going is to it, bed dynamic. Like, it, I wouldn't watch it if, unless I'm alone, which sounds really bad. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> sounds terrible. Right. But, like, I can go to sleep without it, but it's just nice to, like, relax yourself beforehand. Or even in the morning. I'll watch it in the morning sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a, a nice gradual way to wake up. I probably should read the Bible. I, I can't do like it in the morning. good people can't. do. But to to think about this as a concept, I, we weren't going to talk about this, but now yeah. we're in it. To, to think about this as a concept, if anyone ever did any of this <laughs> stuff in actuality, it would be weird. They would be out their dang mind. You know, I was like, hey, uh, Caleb, I got this cup of coffee for you. You're not good at it. You gotta. Like, what a weird. Wait, stop talking. We gotta give you guys ASMR, alright? Listen real, real tight. We have to give you guys ASMR. <laughs> Sounds horrible. It's just the wrong cup, and we don't have nails. And there's so much wrong with You're this. talking, so they can't hear it, Danny. I'm doing them a favor! Alright. <laughs> so, anyway. You got your uh... taste. Yeah, so. <laughs> Forget we ever talked about that. Don't bring it up to anyone we you never... know. Never. We don't know what it is. Anyway, um, I do think for, for for this whole pandemic thing, there is a bit of a spiritual battle going on in all this because I don't watch scary, stabby movies or any of that. But I've gotten four days straight of just ads. First, it was Quibi. And I saw a few people. They commented, Quibi sucks. Like, some people got it. They're really? like, it's bad. Um, but now I'm getting a whole bunch of ads for a thing called Shh. Shutter, it's a it's a subscription service. And it's, <coughs> bless you, thank you. That's a proper COVID <coughs> sneeze. Just dab into the sneeze. Good job. Towards the, you. The too. only thing I would complain about is that you are indeed <laughs> aiming at me, and that is bad. But um, anyway, uh, this thing it's a subscription service for uh the horror, the thriller, and the suspense. And it's uh, I don't watch those ever. Right. And it's like, you're in an algorithm. I'm like, this has got to be some kind of spiritual battle going on. Because it's like, I mean, half the the movies I got, it was like, a vampire and a demon are fighting for the souls of New York. Do you not like scary movies? I just don't watch them. They're not my thing. Yeah. 
I don't watch them alone, but it's always anytime you have a group movie night, mm-hmm. it's always fun to watch horror movies. I don't know I, what it is. I think they're well. All right, so I think most of them are just cheap. Do you know what I mean? I As don't in, watch they're, those. They're, they're they have to be good for me. Well, yeah, and, and there aren't a ton that are good because it's easy to scare a person just by showing them something disturbing and jump scares. Yeah. The things I actually enjoy are things people put a lot of thought into in order to craft a story that is intense. But that's not this service. It's just I did a, a, a super cocaine to paint and now I see demons. It's like that's not like I see dead people. That's not that's that movie's been made a thousand times and it's just jump scares so I don't know there's definitely a spiritual right, component going on I have to cross that script off my list <laughs> thanks for crushing my dreams cocaine demons <laughs> like yeah we've all we've it all... is kind of weird because I've been having tons of nightmares recently yeah man it's been weird like demonic stuff mm-hmm. and I I will have like periods where I go through it and I'll mm-hmm. like lose sleep and and it like is bad mm-hmm but, like, yeah, it's coming back. It's making a comeback. I and the weirdest thing. I had a dream that I was like fighting this demon, and then I woke up from that scary dream, and I told my mom about it, and and then I realized that I don't live with my mom anymore. And then I woke up from that dream. And oh, told your mom in person that <laughs> yeah, a, a dreamception. Yeah, it was dreamception. It's pretty oh, crazy. I guess it's just called Inception. That is the whole point of that movie. Sorry, Inception. Yeah, Inception. A dream and a dream. See, all right. That was Here's... the first time that's ever happened to me. It's weird. Okay, I'm not trying to 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 make fun of that thing at all. Mm-hmm. But you're definitely. I want. Well, it's just a hard pivot, and I'm sorry for this. <laughs> Um, and that's a real serious thing. Uh, we'll be sure and pray over you, pray over you before you go home. Uh, I once fell asleep w- watching Inception, and I have this low-key fear in the back of my head that none of this is real. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, the way it's going... He figured it out. Kind of makes sense. Like, you know... <laughs> like, the the uh, yeah. uh, I think the Air Force put out the videos of the ufos and like no one cared yeah that's really terrifying it's like yeah whatever it whatever okay sure welcome to <laughs> may i guess yeah, yeah. Uh, will smith if you're out there july 4th is coming up uh, bill paxton and we're gonna need that independence day speech again please all yes. about it but i know that stuff um and all this thing all the situation can be kind of scary and make a few people kind of anxious mm-hmm uh, so I thought it would be you know good. What, real quick. I don't want to cut you off before we get into this next topic. We need to talk about aliens at some point. That's some uh, one of the biggest questions I always have in, about Christianity is like aliens. If they are real, what does it mean? And now these UFO things. Oh, it's no, a cool topic. We can't. We can't. Yes. We can't. We can't. Why? No, because that. We're still in the banter phase. I can say this. The worst sermon I've ever heard of all time was a pastor exploring that question for what it would mean if there were extraterrestrials and what it would mean to our theology and would it even change because he took the passage and I wish any of this is a joke because this is not how you interpret scripture and this sermon was the worst thing ever and I call it Spaceman Sunday because he was Space out of man. his dang mind to preach it but he pre- he took the passage where god told abraham to count the stars mm-hmm. and stopped and went well there's got to be life on one of those and then explored what that meant for a 35 minute sermon dang spaceman charl so at the end of it at the end of it i think i was um over displaying some emotions because the final thing he, final thing that he said is now I know some of you are out there thinking why does this even matter and when I say he looked right at me it was a small church about oh you were there yeah, in person yeah, oh that changes yeah, the whole dynamic of the story and I think I uh, please turn into the YouTube for this because it's a sight gag I think I spent the entire sermon doing this 
Yeah. What? <sighs> why? And I think he saw that because he ended up by going, and I know some of you out there are thinking, why does this even matter? And when I say he made eye contact, there's a trick that pastors do that they pretend to make eye contact. I'm just throwing the trade secrets out. You pretend to make eye contact, but it's this way of staring at a group that it appears that you're making eye contact with yeah. everyone. He did not do that. He made direct eye contact with me to the point that three people after the service said, well, was he looking at y you? And I went, yeah, because yeah. I was asking that question maybe out loud. I might have muttered it. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's funny. But it, Anyways, will, it will go <laughs> in the idea toilet. Good. Good. But we're also putting dinosaurs in there. Okay. I like that. This is going to be either our best or least <laughs> viewed episode is the aliens and dinosaurs. But getting on to what we are talking about today, like you said, we have been experiencing a time of anxiety and stress. We already killed the segue. We're talking about anxiety. Yes. Danny's like the type of kid that if if he can't play with his ball, then no, no one else gets no. to. No, that was a great segue, and you murdered it. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, Caleb, go ahead. That was a good point that you were making. All of us have been experiencing some kind of tension over this, I'd say. Right. Spiritual battle. A lot of anxieties going around. Uh, pressure to open. Pressure to stay closed. People are nervous in a lot of different directions. Caleb, is mm -hmm. that a thing that you've noticed going around at all yeah i and i would say like even for me it's it's the quarantine is finally getting to me mm -hmm. and and it's like i don't i don't know if i've noticed it any more or less than everybody else but you know i think it's definitely it's definitely still a fresh topic i mean mm -hmm. even when stuff isn't crazy it's still right. a big right a big thing so. right I think it'll be super good to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the thing I've noticed is that part of it is the lack of contact to other people. I mean, people, I, the, the studies are, you kind of need eight kinds of contact a day in order to just stay emotionally per, or quasi healthy. I think, I think it's eight. And, um, if you're quarantined at home, you're not getting it. Uh, mm -hmm. and then even going out, you're, it, there's a thing kind of disturbing about people are wearing a face, a mask and scared to, um, you know, give each other a handshake. I actually saw a guy in Publix the other day. He extended a hand for a handshake, and the the, the guy kind of went like, uh, "That's understandable." That's a hard no on that one. Yeah, and I wouldn't was, do a handshake. It was the only time I've seen a man decline a handshake. I'm like, he ignored all social norms and went no to the handshake. Teach me for one, like teach me how to. Hey, it, buddy, put her there. Like no, like it I, is always awkward because mm -hmm. anytime I walk up to like greet somebody now, whether it's at work or just in general, mm -hmm. like there's always that moment where you're just like, mm -hmm. you, right. you gotta find out if they're gonna try and do the handshake thing. Right. It's always awkward, like oh, oh, uh, you know, it's mm -hmm. just like, sure. I say, and, you and know, go saying, for like, the tap elbow. shoes or elbows. I'm like, yeah. no, those are just weird. I do the elbow thing occasionally. I guess, but I I don't know. The other thing I've uh, noticed is that a ton of people are all saying the same thing. Everybody else seems on edge. And I want to just talk about that sentence for a minute. If everybody is saying everybody else seems on edge, then I would say it's probably pro probable that all of us are on edge, including ourselves. And it's kind of difficult to pinpoint that just because everybody is tense and everybody is snapping more. They're more prone to get angry quicker. Um, you know, just all these kinds of things. Things that are, during a normal time, a, a minor nuisance then become a bigger deal because right. there's this kind of a, a background, you know, anxious thought pattern behind it. And, I mean, just going through the news, the kinds of things people are scared about is that A – um, that this thing isn't over and it's going to kill millions of people, or mm -hmm. B, 
millions of people are going to die because the economy is closed and all of us are going to go hungry. I mean, I saw an article today talking about um, be, it, this thing's going to come back in the fall and then there's going to be a food, uh, a kind of a shortage, and then people are going to go hungry. Now, to be clear for the thing we're talking about today, we're not talking about our COVID-19 theories because my degree is in theology. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like My degree I, is in hard knocks. Nothing. Hard, yeah, <laughs> he has film experience, so we we don't know. Pay attention to doctors and get multiple perspectives from doctors, economists, and everything else, and balance the the, the thoughts, but also be gentle because everyone is anxious. Yeah, and I think that it's really it's an important time to rely on God and mm-hmm. I feel like this is the time where we're truly testing ourselves you right. know on how much we actually trust God right and and I think that you know if we're all honest with ourselves we're probably not doing great I mean I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are doing great right but <laughs> but I'm I like just being honest, you know, it's been kind of hard, mm-hmm. but not hard in the sense that, like, I'm having a tough time with anxiety and stuff, but, mm-hmm. like, just kind of forgetting God's there sometimes. Right. And just, like, right. you know, doing your own thing. And and so I've been trying to combat that, and, mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely been tough mm-hmm. but yeah what, how have me, you been feeling yeah um for you know as i started the and 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 the the stretch of time between this is increasing and i can't decide if this is a good or bad thing i would just periodic kind of um i wasn't sleeping great i was having nightmares i mm-hmm. talked to a few people this is back in uh, march they all said like yeah no we're doing that too we're not sleeping great and having nightmares because that was during that time that everybody thought like i don't think i can get through this it can't go more than 14 days <laughs> like how really many months after two weeks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can go two weeks and uh, like you know, haha. Um, <laughs> but but and then I'd get these periods of just like I don't know how else to say it, but just dread, but in an existential kind of a context of you know I was uh, making dinner and I just stopped and went, oh my gosh, there's a virus trying to kill us all outside, and that was like two minutes. <laughs> Just like it came from nothing. I was watching Disney Plus cooking dinner. And yeah. I just went, it's trying to kill us all. Okay, we're good. <laughs> we're fine though. We're good. Um and, yeah. and the the stretch between those is getting bigger. I think that's probably a good thing. But mm-hmm. um Yeah, no, there has been a bit of that going on just because everything else is, is going where um a lot of stuff is changing and mm-hmm. and now everyone needs to figure out the change in a new context of a post-COVID-19 world or a post-during-COVID-19 world. Yeah. Um, and, and that's producing a lot of anxiety in people. And I think many people are going through the thing I call the uh, toilet spiral of thought. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've talked about the toilet spiral of thought, have I? I don't think so. You kind of like start and you just go round and round and round, but a little bit further down each time, and it's just a toilet spiral because it doesn't actually go anywhere or do anything. It just spins and spins and spins, and then it's just like, ah, the whole time. And I think as the Bible's talking about being anxious, that's the kind of thing it's talking about. I don't think it's talking about I have a disorder that is 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 treatable or a chemical imbalance or that kind of thing i'm not trying to call out people because i hate that you know like i have i've struggled through blank oh just don't okay thank you you're great yeah very Um, good yes perfect Mm -hmm. helpful i I have a chemical imbalance (laughs) so like i don't don't know how to yeah how to do that um i don't think that's the thing the bible's talking about although there are patterns of thought that can be adjusted through that but right i i I mean the biggest part of anxious or or anxious thought comes out of uh 
Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 34. Um, it's big. Do, do you, we, don't, we don't have to read the whole thing. Uh, but the, the final uh, verse 34 is, Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. And each day, it has enough troubles on its own. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the the core, kind of a foundation of of Jesus' instruction on anxious thought is take care of today, the things that you have to take care of today, mm-hmm. and don't go into that spiraling thought of if I don't do this, then this, if I don't do this, then this, if I don't do this, then this, and, and, and then this will happen, then this will happen, then this will happen. Take care of today because there's so many things going on. And tomorrow's going to have its own problems, but take care of today, today, and and trust that God's going to take care of everything else. I mean, right? Um, I, th- I think that, like, what what helps me is, and what I think honestly is the core of mm-hmm. what's going on inside of me, and I think for a lot of other Christians, is that during times like this, mm-hmm. you know. We we always hear the the vertical and the horizontal mm-hmm. right. um, planes in Christianity. That right. if I'm not looking up at God, if I'm not focusing on God, I'm looking somewhere else. Right. And so and it's kind of the same thing with Peter walking on water, mm-hmm. and you know when he looks at the circumstances around him, he starts to sink. Right. And uh and I think that that is <clears throat> it sounds weird and it sounds very like odd but like that's never happened to me before until Mm -hmm. like now yeah and i've been very blessed throughout my whole life that like i really have never struggled with depression or anxiety Mm -hmm. a whole lot at all and so like right now it's really been happening really for the first time ever Mm -hmm. and i called my sister the other day and i was telling her that i was like i don't know what's going on (laughs) The world is it's, dead. It's just adulthood. Yeah. Um, this is how we exist. Yeah. But like, and I think what it is is we're just. I find myself losing um, what God's vision for my life is, mm-hmm. and what God's vision for the world is, mm-hmm. and what His hope is here to do, mm-hmm. and and I find that that is really the core of everything. And I, you know, kind of coming off of your verse. At students, um, a servant students of the church I go to, and mm-hmm. and we were talking about, you know, how God is sovereign, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and I think yeah, yeah. that that is a huge thing That's in all of this. It's a huge part of anxiety. So is 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 control? Can I? I'm sorry. Can yes. I jump in? For yeah, a yeah, yeah. Jump in. I mean, because that's kind of the, the thing that. Um, is being talked about in there as as Jesus is talking through the Sermon on the Mount. He's actually talking about you. You are functionally power. You, like you have no power to impact anything. Yeah. And if that gives any kind of anxious thought, then you're concentrating on the wrong thing. Because, um, I mean, he talks about I can't add an hour to of my day on on the time that God ordains I die. Guess what? That's the time I'm gonna die. Period. Yeah. And, if it's going to be hunger, it's going to be hunger. If it's going to be stabbed, it's going to be stabbed. But God, it's it's already done in God's book, and I can't change that. Yeah. Because God is sovereign, and if if I don't come at that on a sense of being free, and instead am scared of that, then I haven't gotten it correct. Mm-hmm. Because if God's in control. And I'm trusting in God, and God is all powerful. Then, the anxious thought and toy or spiraling thought doesn't have any effect on anything. Right. Yeah. And I I think I want to read this verse that we were talking about the other night, just because it was so good, and I think that it plays perfectly into this. Um, and it's Psalms. Psalms, Psalm 62, 5 through 8. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. 
My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times. O people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. And I think that that's really, I mean, like what you are just talking about. Mm -hmm. It's super important. And I think that it just kind of shows us how dumb we are. Right. Um, Like how... Our need for control. Right. Yeah. I mean, and not even that, but like... I'll give you that. Yeah, (laughs) we are dumb. We're dumb. Like I, I think about, you know, the us being like sheep basically in the sense that we know and i and i know for a lot of us we've seen god move in our lives and we know for a mm-hmm. fact like i know for a fact that he is sovereign mm-hmm. and and the fact that i know that and i can trust in it at some parts and then right you know just like flipping a switch it just right nada you know right goes away i think that that's right. shows how dumb we are you know right. just because the moment we lose sight we just start to sink, just like Peter, yeah. and um, or get angry and do the thing Job did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I have questions for you. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. I'll let you. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to give you a thirty. I think it's thirty-eight chapters to get those questions out, and then I'm going to give you a spiritual grand tour and ask where were you? Like, yeah. If if God can do all the things God can do, and I'm trusting in Him, then being out of control is actually a good thing. I know things I've been in control of. It's not good. Yeah. Like if if God is working through me it it's much better <laughs> like, but you if know, i'm if i'm trying to be in control of it then i am going to be anxious because i'm in control yeah. of it and i'm like ah this is if if i'm ever in a plane and they have to call me up to get the plane down that's the time we should be anxious and that's kind of how it goes for everything else is like if we're doing that it's us trying to land the plane it's yeah. not Jesus is we my co-pilot. <laughs> I'm blessed to be in coach. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I'm blessed to even be in the baggage claim right. of the plane. It's Jesus's plane. The Holy Spirit's on board, and I get to maybe be there. Do you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's man, Job. <clears throat> I I just know that he mm-hmm. did ten times better than I would ever right. do in those circumstances. Right. Uh man. Yeah, so. I think that that's. Yeah, it's crazy important, and mm-hmm. I, I really do think that that's what a lot of people are feeling now, and and it's not even like I focus on coronavirus mm-hmm. that much. Right. I don't even know what it is, or maybe it's just like the time I'm personally in mm-hmm. um, outside of all this coronavirus mm-hmm. stuff, but I, th- I think that that's really what it is, is just, you know, losing sight of what god has yeah. in store for us it and it's a it's just a fair amount of uncertainty yeah i mean we've even brought it up on uh, this podcast before that you know like everything is changing and everything is the same and that's emotionally and psychologically i i that's hard right i say everything is changing and nothing has changed at all and i'm tired and i need to sleep until nine now um and no one's really sure why but um, it's yeah. it's that kind of a mentality, but I mean the things I've I've as I was thinking about this, I noticed there's two things that tomorrow brings from a, a biblical perspective. The first is troubles. Each day has enough troubles of its own. Going back to Matthew chapter six, but also um, uh, mercies in Lamentations three twenty two through twenty four. It, it tells us that the steadfast love of the Lord never. Ceases, and his mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lord is is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. And I think that's the idea: is that you know tomorrow is going to have enough of its troubles. They're going to be present. It is a biblical promise. Tomorrow has troubles and God's mercy is new every morning and then getting up is an exercise in trusting God and saying I have God I have all that I need mm-hmm. therefore there isn't anything this world can do to me that I need to be anxious about yeah and I think to to combat that instead of just going like just don't 
um, is is when those thoughts start to well up, I found it's it's smart because I get those a ton of it's smart to just like stop, take a moment, take mm-hmm. a few deep breaths, say a quick prayer, and just kind of restructure the thought process to be more focused on God and say like, okay, I'm nervous and anxious here, and I'm I'm taking a moment to say. Hey God, I need you because I cannot handle this. Right. Yeah, and I think that knowing what God has in store for us, know that we don't have to, like that verse says, we don't have to worry about mm-hmm. tomorrow. Like focus right. on tomorrow will worry about right itself. in front of you. Yeah. Um, and know that like even if you somehow die tomorrow mm-hmm. like knowing that it is it's gonna be okay yeah because you're in god's hands right that sounds really morbid and right but like it's just true right um no matter when or what happens you know it it can seem like everything as far as worldly standards mm-hmm. is going downhill but you know knowing that God has a plan for you mm-hmm. and and that this might be it then mm-hmm. you know I th- I think that that finds I find comfort in that like right. no matter what it is if I lose my job if I'm living on the streets sitting in a box you know like I mean that's not gonna happen but I yeah it's I, not gonna sorry happen. I get what you're saying but like we yeah. would be a pretty crummy church if that <laughs> like oh brothers <laughs> living in a box <laughs> I'll pray for you. <laughs> like, right, you yeah. Know, like, That's another good point. Like, God sorry. has intentionally placed people in all of our lives. Right. That, you know, will take care of us. Right. Um, but, like, that's obviously an over-exaggeration right. about what would sorry. happen. Sorry. <laughs> tangent. you know, it's, it's just true. And I think that staying in community and i know i hate it so much but zoom it stinks it's the worst thing ever but i do find caleb feels in case zoom is watching for legal purposes in his opinion in mine too that zoom is horrible no zoom stinks okay (laughs) um but it's basically it's basically the worst thing ever and Mm -hmm. I do find, though, that when I am in right. community, even if it is through Zoom, right. which I feel like if community was mm-hmm. a percentage that you would typically get it at 100%, it is cut down to 50 or even 30% sure. through Zoom. Sure. But still, like, even that it, much. It's a stop loss. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the thing. It's it's a... It's it's the Dutch boy plugging the holes in the dam. It's not... It, right. You know... This isn't the permanent answer because it's not community. It's it, it's a virtual community. Yep. And in the same context, I'm not going to go, Caleb. I I virtually care about you. I mean, like that's that's not. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, but I've found if you're married, that... go tell the uh, spouse I virtually love you and see what happens. Yeah. Like it's it it it's a temporary a measure but you're spot on it's not the same as being in person right but even you know? so like i think that that is honestly one of the things that helps the most for me is mm-hmm. going to my discipleship group and and serving in students mm-hmm. over zoom as mm-hmm. much as it stinks but you know it's honestly like still my favorite parts of the week mm-hmm as even though I did skip a couple of weeks because I just <laughs> hated Zoom so Can't much. Do Zoom. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's a super good tool, mm-hmm. um, and I I hope that you guys are plugged in in some way or another, even if yeah. it's just calling I, a family member. I also kind of on a similar type of vein. I I I hope and pray people have found a church kind of service that they can tune into on the internet. And then I hope it feels so different than being there in person Mm -hmm. that after the doors open, because churches are going to do this at different times, they're going to open up at different times, go to that church, Mm -hmm. be in a physical community and find a way to hug each other at some point after phase three is over, I guess. I don't know, but be in physical community because that's so 
needed. But until then, don't give up meeting together, even if it's through digital means, um, because right. that's a, a way to maintain that community during this time. And and to be honest about the uh, the anxious aspects of it, knowing other people are going through the same thing does help the anxious thoughts of going, I'm not alone in this. Mm-hmm. And I think a ton of this is also tied to our identity and the person we think we are. Uh, that's been a f- I've, I've had a few of, of these conversations actually that, um, that, that that kind of boiled down to identity calling and these kinds of things. And, and I think it's important to come at this from the right perspective of if I'm trying to figure out job and calling, I need to differentiate that on my identity, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in second Corinthians five 17, it tells us, therefore, if anybody is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is past and behold, the new has come. And, and that is our identity. That is the statement of identity is that I am in Christ, no matter my job context, things I'm called to do, things I am doing, job I'm in, any of that, no matter what that is, my identity is above all those things, a child Mm -hmm. of God made new in him. And if I don't actually live that, then none of the other stuff will make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. I Really, I mean, identity in Christ is everything mm-hmm. you know and truly understanding mm-hmm. what god did for us right is so important and i you know what this is on the spur but i was listening to the song earlier today by red rocks church it's mm-hmm. called nobody like you nobody like you something like that but it's talking about but there's this whole line where i think it's just it's kind of puts it into perspective on like what God mm-hmm. did for mm-hmm. us in a new kind of way. And I was just like listening to it and it really was just clicking for me. Right. Um, you know, cause I find myself that it, it's important to, um, this is not the right song. Let me type this in. Stall, Danny. Stall. So part of I, I think that you're correct is that it is based in this on on the foundation of the thing Christ did. And actually there was a, a big gotcha question in seminary that they asked us, like, are we saved by works? And the answer is no. Yes. Just not our yes. own. We, <laughs> we are saved by the was not works of Christ. <laughs> of Christ. Um, because if Christ didn't do anything, then we would not be saved. It is the works of Christ that are imputed to us as our own, but mm-hmm. we, are, we as, as, as the Bible talks about being saved by works, it's talking about ours, because I'm not able to boast because Christ can do all the boasting and I am in Christ because Christ even defeated death, which is such a wild thing to think about. Yeah. It's like you death. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. So, okay. I have these pulled up. The entire thing is based in the, uh, the thing Christ did in order to pull me out of my old person in, into my new person. Right. Yeah. And I think that, Honestly, what reminds me the most um, of who I am in Christ is just reminding myself of the gospel, mm-hmm. um, which is super important. So here's the lyrics I was talking about. When nothing we could do would be enough, from heaven's highest place you reach for us. My sin and shame forever overcome. Oh, the grave was overwhelmed by perfect love. There's nobody like you, God. And that's really, you know, just a super... How'd you pull it up that quick? I'm better at Google than you. I and you it. have a keyboard. That's I'm, like, trying to type sure. it in with my thing. Sure. Okay, whatever. I'll, sure. I'll give it to you. But, yeah, that's, like, <laughs> I don't know why that, you know, clicked in my head 
again and like i find it hard to understand sometimes Mm -hmm. like i know what god did for me yeah yeah but sometimes you hear it so much (coughs) that it kind of loses the meaning sometimes right but i find right you know when when it's put in new words Mm -hmm. it can help sometimes right so like this is one of my favorite songs i love them so much um yeah um you know, to kind of tie them together a bit that this, because there's this anxious unknown of the future going on, that people do, do to an extent, start to question their identity. They're questioning, am I in the best job? Am I doing the thing God's called me to do? And, and they pour their identity into those things. And I want to caution against that. Your calling is very, very important, but your calling is not your identity. Um, and, and mm-hmm. even if, if I'm called to be on a boat, I don't know where that came from, but we're going to go with it. If I'm called to be on a boat and I never put a foot on a boat, I am still a child of God. Granted, running from my calling, clearly, mm-hmm. but still my identity is based in the works of Christ, not in my own. And I think as people are, are questioning, because there are people that are going to have to find new jobs and, and or or change to other jobs or um, find new ways of doing things or even exploring new callings I think to start off put our identity in Christ makes a ton of the other details easier to handle um, right and then kind of other parts of that I've found because you know I know it's the it's easy to say, like, just know that you're a child of God. Sure, okay. Now get to the practical. Um, in trying to explore calling and everything, I found there are a, a couple of things that are important to the person. Um, I think a ton of times people get bogged down in the details mm-hmm. and miss the big thing God is actually telling them, or they, they, they get a calling out of God and then just kind of assume the details a bit you know they think i'm i'm called to be a um i'm I'm called to be an architect therefore i need to be an architect in this place at this time doing this this that and that and that and i'm like you might be called to be an architect god did not clarify one of those things and yeah. there there's a part of god taking a person through the process that is important that just because a god a god called a person to a thing doesn't i mean it's going to occur tomorrow i mean uh right a noah in the ark god told him like hey build an ark make it really stinking big cuz i'm going to just put a lot of a lot of animals in there and i'm flood everything it took like 40 years a uh, moses uh spent the first third of of his a being in Egypt, another uh, 40 in the desert kind of hiding. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to the meat and potatoes of Exodus, it was uh, at that point he, he was 80 to 120. Dang. So God works things out in time, and it's important to ride that process a bit. Yeah. As far That's as exploring so calling. Yeah, I think that... I mean, I think back to when I was first... Mm-hmm. You know, when I first felt called to do film. Mm-hmm. And... Right. And it wasn't, I want to say, like, four years until right. I probably even, like, really... Right. Did anything serious right. with it. And... I mean, obviously, that's probably short in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. You know, for some people, obviously, like you're saying, no timeline is going to be mm-hmm. similar. You know, right to anyone else's. Um, like God works when He wants mm-hmm. something to happen; it'll yeah. happen. And yeah, that's so. I that's so cool. appreciate the vigor of people in their early mid twenties that have that go get them attitude and they need to do everything immediate. I appreciate that. Don't kill that. Funnel it though. You know, like, I mean like channel it into the, in, cause 
as I started out, I thought I was this kind of hot. I mean, I was all that, you know. <laughs> Continue with your other. I, I was, yeah. I was, I was just like, I was all that in a bag of chips and everything else, and um, and and just through a period of six years of humbling, called seminary, uh, I realized I was not that, but right. could become that. Not even that. I still don't think I'm that smart. I've had people say, like, Danny's smart. I'm like, don't speak that over me. Like, then I have to – I want to tell a fart joke right now. Like, don't yeah. don't pressure me to say smart things. Um, but but part of that is, is kind of a formative process of going through that. Yeah. And take time in that because it's not a bad process. Um, the other thing is, is to understand you cannot screw up beyond God's sovereignty. That's another – really hard thing to understand because it takes everybody carries this pressure of I have to be perfect and you should be perfect as as you know father in heaven is perfect you should be and now please hear me as I say this you're going to screw up and it's going to happen period you're you're just you're not God yet you're not or you're never going to be God you're not God yeah so kind of take the pressure off of needing to be a hundred percent perfect straight out the gate because then you've peaked and there's no place else to go um i mean even starting off in film you know the first time that you felt called like film it it was like 15 or 16 probably 15 i want to say okay were you prepared to direct a feature film two hour two it's called a peter jackson yeah epic (laughs) H-E double hockey six. No. <laughs> exactly. So there, there's part of that. Did you screw anything up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, personally, I thought all the early stuff, it was still good. You want to hear my favorite story about me screwing up? Yes. It was my first time DPing, being a director of photography. Mm-hmm. And it was a shoot. Pretty big, mm-hmm. and oh, came back, <laughs> and we shot everything in raw, <clears throat> which is the highest form you can shoot footage. And it come back, came back, you know, after like traveling <laughs> and everything, and uh, opened it <clears throat> up, and everything, all the footage was just black, just fully dark. I thought and it was glowing. No, I mean there was some stuff that was. No, no, no. Yeah, it was all black. I thought it had the glow focus marks. Glow focus marks. Is that another occasion? Oh, yeah, that's another okay, occasion. Okay, that's another yeah, one. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, so not exposed. It was just a it black screen. It was completely uh-huh. black. And I shot myself in the foot. I shot it in raw, which saved it. Mm-hmm. But simultaneously um, was bad at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't know fully the settings. There was a setting right. in the camera right. that I didn't turn on. Right. That was there was information that was supposed to be sent mm-hmm. that wasn't to the external recorder that I was uh-huh. shooting on. And the only thing that saved it is that it was raw because raw is a super big file. Right. I was able to raise everything back up. Right. It was grainy, but we bought the super, you know, nice degrainer and it turned out <laughs> fine ish. But still I thought I was just done. Right. I was like, wow, first time right. I was trusted with right. something, and then I just screwed it up. I There there are three sermons I've preached. I've kept everything I've ever preached, mm-hmm. with the exception of three sermons. Those three sermons, there are no extant copies, because they were that bad. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, the first time I ever taught, I thought it was really good. The third time I ever taught, there were no copies of it because it was so incredibly bad. I actually tore it up and threw it away in multiple trash cans so you wouldn't even be able to put it together. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it is. It, I actually, uh, the ending, I, I didn't even make it through the third point because I heard everybody just like check out. It wasn't good, didn't mm-hmm. connect. Um, people, I mean, because even if a pastor preaches a bad kind of a sermon, there's always that one person comes up like, the Lord spoke to me today. Right, yeah. And instead someone said like, I know you tried your best today. I'm like, oof. <laughs> like, okay. That's so that bad, harsh. huh? Like that was <laughs> like, you'll get them next time. I'm like, oh, God. thank you. 
for believing in me. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, uh, if if I came out the gate being the best preacher out there, and I am far from that, um, there isn't any place to grow, and there's no need to trust God at that point. Right. If I peak, there's n- and 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 get the if I'm perfect at it, then I'm not trusting God because mm-hmm. I'm trusting in my own ability and and because God's an infinite God there's always a means to go higher and always a means to improve and right. to trust God through that but but to go through the process of training of being very humble through that um and and to understand I I'm although I'm going to screw up I can't screw up out of the sovereignty of God because God will still be in control right. even if I screw up yeah and then the, the the other thing as far as you figuring out a new job or any of that is um, don't scorn the road that you're on because it's the path God chose to get you there. Mm-hmm. Um, if God works out all things to the good of those that... Uh, 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 love him and are called by a God, then the path God put me on to get to the place I'm at, there are things I need to pull out of that in order to apply to the next thing. Right. Um, even the bad stuff isn't out of control of God. Mm-hmm. And there and there aren't things to be anxious about, but they're not things to go like, well, I didn't get anything out of that. Like, really? You couldn't find one takeaway or a skill to grow in or anything out of that it's it's to be a good steward of the time we've been given to do the thing we've been called to do in the time and place and then to grow in 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 uh, grow in the field god has us right um, yeah and if it's time to move it's time to move but don't you know i've tried to not do this about especially on on the show to not um a dunk on my past, even if it's painful, Mm -hmm. um, to not put them down because it's the path God chose to make me the person I am. Now, have I enjoyed all of it? No. Fat no. Yeah. Um, Like, (laughs) absolutely not. Right. But those are the people during the time I needed them or they needed me, and God chose that time. Yeah. That's good. So as far as figuring out calling, is there anything that – you found to be a a good path to get to that. Do you? I mean, do you know what I mean? Or any tips that people can to do, find your calling? Uh, to find or take that next step in calling. To find, I really have nothing, just because yeah. I was lucky enough to just have it told to me. Right. <laughs> um, but to continue growing, I mean, I mm-hmm. think. Just don't get cocky, mm-hmm. which I find myself doing a lot. But take a step back because there will be a point where you understand that mm-hmm. you have no idea what you're doing and that the only thing that's going to push you forward is God. Right. And, and it's one of the most comforting things. It sounds like it wouldn't be comforting, mm-hmm. but it is. Like it's knowing super that. super comforting. <laughs> I there's Do times I know what I'm where doing? no you don't God does I just feel at like creatively at an end on how to improve myself mm-hmm. as far as filmmaking and and I just trust God that you know I'm not I'm not done yet mm-hmm. and that you know he's he's the one that is going to push me further absolutely and like so just lean into that which is hard but that's really the only advice that I would have. Yeah. With my limited time in my calling. Most people guess in faith. I'm not going to call it a straight guess, but they guess in faith. Mm-hmm. And there is that aspect of just taking that step in faith is terrifying and scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be praying just not about the calling, but about the timing and be positive it's God. I am the king of putting off the next step and uh, 
pretending it's a timing issue and it's just fear. Um, it's mm-hmm. so understand the difference between those. Like, is this God's timing? Cause I was like, yeah, last week, let's go. Um, like, <laughs> let's go, baby, let's do it. Uh, so, but but to have the discernment of of the Holy Spirit to speak through these things and say like, hey, now is the time to go. Um, so do it. You know, like to just kind of kind of hold your breath and jump into the calling that God's given during the time God calls to jump. I mean, that's even happened a couple of times for a couple of different things we can't talk about yet, but are in the works um, for, for conversations and other stuff that um, came about because I just felt like message this person in a very specific time. I was like, well, he's probably busy. You do it anyway, dummy. Let's go. Um, yeah. And, you know, we'll see if, yeah be faithful in the time and space that God's given and go from there. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. Well, we are interested in knowing when you've ever struggled through identity or anxious thoughts or any of that and how everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. I think this is also still a good time to count our blessings. Um, right. Because as anxious thoughts come up, if I'm putting my attention on God, then I need to, to pay attention to the things God's called us to and the blessings God is giving to us. It's easy to focus on the negatives, but if I'm focusing on God, then the negatives kind of, kind of fade away. And that brings us back to project, uh, uh, project joy 365. So mm-hmm. please be taking those pictures. We have a few people doing it and I'm going to start doing it again. Um, cause I just stopped taking pictures. It's just been the inside of my apartment. Yeah. That's it's just been the same picture. So, uh, but I'm, I'm gonna start doing that again. And for more information on that, go to thegospelpost.com/slash/projectjoy365 and check it out. There's a, a just a good opportunity to to show people the things God is doing inside of all of us through pictorial evidence on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, or if there are other questions that people uh, are are interested in us talking about Caleb where can they go to uh, get to get them to us you can go to the gospelpost.com slash nobody special and you can find a forum there where you can ask us questions or say hello we really genuinely love either one um you can also go on Instagram and Facebook at nobody special podcast I don't know if you already said that no I didn't Um, I I left it for you which is right there for all you YouTube people and Mm -hmm. You can also DM us there, so that's that's another great way. Or even YouTube, you can comment on the video, and you know, we'll see it. So, and like you said last week, it's probably more reliable if you DM us, yeah, or comment yeah. if we're being honest here, because that the, form is pretty. The Canadian pharmacy has finally stopped emailing me, so I'm going to put some of the forms Good. back. On the website, I t- they just wanted I, I you, you to pick that, right? up your prescription, Danny. <laughs> no, they wanted. Oh man, they were, uh, they they were militant. It was just like there's Canadian pharmacy fifty percent off. I'm like, yeah, no, homie. Um, so that was that's funny. You know, we make one joke about answering a spam email on our podcast, and then they get just hear us. no joke, two hundred spam emails on the website. <laughs> so. That's great. Is it funny? Yes. Kind of. Yeah, like, I'm going to be honest, kind of. But I'll, I'll put that back on the website, and I'm actually getting better about checking it, which is also good. So, Right. But, yeah, please uh, give us a message. Go to iTunes, five stars, four stars, whatever. Leave a comment. I haven't checked in a while. I'll have to see if there's any fun comments on there, and maybe we can go through them. On what? On iTunes or any can of the... Can you comment on those? Yeah, yeah, you can. Dang. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so um, even on YouTube, if you want to subscribe or you know give us a thumbs up, comment, mm-hmm. we really appreciate all the interaction you guys. We you do. Know, we have good have fans. With us. Yeah, yeah. Fans, don't don't fans. call them fans. I know. I don't like that. They're we have fans. good listeners. I don't think you want to be a fan of this. <laughs> no. Um, we have good community. We have a good community. That's a good. I like. I don't want to call them nobody specialers. No, I don't want to call them anything, except Jake Paulers. The the special force. The 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 nobody special forces. No. Okay, we'll work on that. 
We'll work on that off camera. Nah. Because this is that part of the podcast where we keep rambling on until one of us says. I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, I'm Caleb. And I'm Danny. And we are Nobody Special. Special.